The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me for another episode of There Are No Nice Guys. And I have a guest today. Her name is Dr. Carmen Hara, and she is a world-renowned intuitive psychologist. She's a best-selling author, a radio show host, and a relationship expert. Dr. Hara blends her skills as an intuitive counselor with her PhD education in clinical psychology. As such, for over 25 years, Dr. Hara has helped over 40,000 people rediscover peace of mind, reclaim their personal power, and regain joy. Her clients come from all walks of life, from the lady next door to Hollywood celebrities like Jennifer Lopez and politicians like Hillary Clinton. You've seen her on shows like Good Morning America, The View, Good Day New York, and The Today Show. And now she's here on There Are No Nice Guys. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love, 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 love uh, your podcast. And I love that the, the, the way you name it. No nice guy. Love this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, before I want to talk about your book, but before that, I want to address uh-huh. your job as an intuitive psychologist because that sounds very. We're talking about intuition on one thing, which some people would think is a little mystical, but then we're also talking about psychology, which is science. So, how does being an intuitive psychologist work? Well, um, intuition to me is not necessarily mystical. It's an ability of the brain. Like Einstein used to say, is one of those uh, uh, extraordinary abilities and skills that is forgotten, that is not used. Uh, the brain has all kinds of skills, uh, memory, um, imagination, uh, and everybody also has that particular ability to transcend time. It has uh, the skill that is called uh, intuition. And I think uh, somebody uses all the all the. Um, uh, 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 things that they learn in school about psychology and, and they uh, want to work adding intuition, it's like adding something extra, adding a little bit, you know, um, more fascinating to the practice. And uh, people don't usually believe in intuition, but it's a real thing. It's that gut feeling that tells you, hey, I'm meeting these two people. I am doing a couple therapy, but intuitively, I feel these people are not going to ever work together, you know. So then you apply the skill in, in, in helping you see through the people better than just analyzing them psychologically. As you said, in a scientific way, there is something that adds to the, to the practice. You know, I'm in therapy right now. I have a, I have a therapist. And she yeah. had told me that as part of my process of reparenting, of um, facing trauma and healing, that my intuitive skills would sharpen. And I actually have seen that happen. Very true. Very true. Anytime you go through, through a difficult time, anytime you face challenges, uh, major life uh, uh, um, 
a situation in which you have to redefine your life, in which you are tested, uh, then actually your ability gets more deeper and intuition will uh, um, try to kick in. And it's exactly like a, a skill that is forgotten, but it exists there. And trust your gut feeling telling you to do the therapy, to meet a certain person, to go to a certain event. So uh, your brain, the reactive side of the brain, the subconscious mind will uh, will tell you what to do. And if you trust that, you're in a winning situation. Oh, I love that. Well, I want to talk about your latest book, Committed, uh-huh. Finding Love and Loyalty Through the Seven Archetypes. And speaking of titles, I love that title. Can you give us a summary of what your book is about? Yes. So uh, first of all, commitment is a problem for most people. And um, uh, love and love relationship cause us a lot of problems. I mean, 50% of marriages will end up in a divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, uh, what exactly is commitment for people? Or why is it so hard to achieve? Because we struggle in love. and and uh, But we all want to end up cycles of disappointment. And we also want to foster uh, an authentic and, and uh, real relationship. And I, I believe that the book, actually, what it does is making you reevaluate the way you think about love in itself. Mm-hmm. It's a manual, a manual that unfolds. Actually, it has two parts. Uh, the work that you need inside, inside yourself, uh, in order to understand if you are ready for commitment, mm-hmm. if you understand commitment the correct way. And then the archetypes that you encounter in the outside world. So mm-hmm. from whatever is inside you in terms of your own archetype, your mm-hmm. own skills, abilities, and a, a personality traits, is how are you going to find somebody who is your other half? He is mm-hmm. your um, your match. So we all talk in, oh, and me, let me find the best person in my life. Let me, uh, you know, um, find my soulmate. Mm-hmm. We all talk about the idea the ideal relationship which is with, with your soulmate. You, on the other hand, say there are no nice guys, and which is absolutely <laughs> true. There are no, no nice guys if mm-hmm. you don't understand commitment, if you don't understand archetypes, if you don't understand the psychology mm-hmm. behind your relationship. Mm-hmm. So then you will never find that good person because you will always attract people who are reflection of your issues yes. and you will never find your match. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the book does makes you re-examine your beliefs that you hold on commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it like breaks through uh, patterns of behavior that are passed down, you know, uh, to you and, and also the emotional trauma that comes from your youth. And the book develops an unshakable sense of self-worth. That's so significant mm-hmm. that women should have to bring the right partner in their lives. Mm-hmm. If you don't find the right guys, you look into yourself and find what's my problem with my self-worth? What it is within me that makes me feel I'm not worthy for somebody to to give me all the love, all the respect, all the, you know, all the attention that I deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and identify um, your uh, partner's love archetype is very significant through the process. The book helps you navigate through the online dating and to on-person dating because we live in a world that everybody wants to date online. Yeah. And I find incredible cases like women telling me 
they date somebody for four years and they are in a relationship, but they've never met the person <laughs> because the dating happened only online, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they don't know when that's going to happen. It will ever happen, but mm-hmm. they're ready to marry that person. So, you know, it's like the stories that I'm hearing in mm-hmm. my career. I like, I don't know if I should laugh or I should cry, you know? Uh-huh. So, the, uh, so um, that's why the book touches upon mm-hmm. this online dating and the difference between in-person dating mm-hmm. and how to build what is something that is probably the most significant uh, connection between two people are the emotional intimacy. Because if you don't have that, then you have nothing in lo- long terms, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget about finding your partner. If you don't know how to keep that person emotionally intimate to you mm-hmm. and you only count on the physical intimacy, mm-hmm. then no doubt you will end up in a divorce three, five years, ten years later, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's, there's actually a very uh, medical and scientific explanation why is that happening. If you want, I can touch upon that later on because that's mm-hmm. so significant for listeners to understand. Why am I not? I have such chemistry. Why am I not attracted to my guy five years later, you know? Mm-hmm. Where is the explanation? Did my love die? Am I not into him? I'll talk about that in a little bit. But okay. just to... To answer yours, so this is what my book does. Mm-hmm. This is the way the book is structured, mm-hmm. you know, to make you do your inner work and find the inside of you, you know, that needs to be healed and needs to be uh, worked on. Yeah. Well, when we talk about archetypes, what are we talking about specifically? Are we just talking about personality types? Are we, you know, incorporating mental health disorders in here? I mean, what is an archetype? How would you well, identify the archetype? Mental disorder is one chapter, and mm-hmm. I'm just writing a book on mental uh, uh, disorders right now mm-hmm. because it, we live in a world that, you know, collectively, the collective mind of the planet, you know, needs needs to help. Yes. Uh, but but the concept of archetype has been introduced in psychology uh, by Carl Jung. And oh. and what the word means, if you look at the, the, the word in itself, mm-hmm. it comes from the Greeks because everything goes back to the, the yeah. Greek era. Uh-huh. Uh, to the archaeum, which means original, and typo means pattern. So uh, uh, an archetype is an original pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. It's a pattern of thought that exists in the, in the human uh, uh, way of expressing ourselves. So uh, it goes back to the, concept, the Platon's theory of form. Uh, that everything in nature exists in a form. Uh, and a form has all kinds of details. So according to this theory, the patterns we perceive in our world are merely uh, are, are a representation of a perfect pattern uh, in, in a higher place of existence. So it's a little bit philosophical, but Carl Jung was inspired by this theory and applied the, the concept of the human psychology. And he actually believed that um, those universal patterns uh, of behavior exists deep at the level of a subconscious mind, and they surf and they surface uh, in our life in a form of beliefs, in a form of negative emotion like fears, all mm-hmm. kinds of wishes that define ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you think a little bit of the fact that uh, we uh, have constant issues in in our life with not being able to go beyond our beliefs, mm-hmm. is to say, "Wow, what you believe in." What you believe you bring into your life, yeah. you are just a representation of everything you've ever experienced. And whatever you've been experiencing, you will actually bring and attract into your life. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have bad experience, bad divorce. What happens? Everything you've been through in that marriage that didn't work out, 
you will tend to attract again and yes. manifest it again. Mm -hmm. so, so this is the whole philosophy behind it that, you know, we are, uh, we are uh, the way we talk, we are the way we think and everything relates to those uh, inner emotions that have, sometimes have never been processed. What you're afraid you attract, what you wish you might attract if you know how. So um, the, the, the way we identify the human the human behavior, the human motivation is through our ego, through our self, and through the soul. So these are what we consider to be the archetype, the, the, the basics of the concept of the archetype. But the archetype is a, a representation of your, uh, your uh, uh, personality traits, mm -hmm. your skills, your way of perceiving the world, you know. And it touches upon the way your ego is, the way your soul is, the way your self is, the higher level of you. Uh, and then what I did actually, and, and archetype, we cannot actually change. We can only change the way we relate to archetype oh. and explain and understand their their meaning. Mm -hmm. And I found major archetypes. Like I, I talked about the seven major archetypes, mm -hmm. including the eighth archetype, which is the ideal one. Oh. But fair enough, you know, we need to talk about the fact that you know, there's there's a main archetype and there's always a recessive archetype. Mm. So in other words, you can be a specific archetype, mm -hmm. let's say somebody's a narcissist, but that's his main way of expressing himself because he has a huge ego, mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, narcissist. But there's always a recessive archetype. So it's not only one 100% archetype mm -hmm. in anyone. There's always some some uh, uh, something else coming from different archetypes but you know the book in so many ways the book that i wrote is like a predictability chart of showing you who is your match oh. it's yeah it's like okay if you understand who you are how mm -hmm. you express yourself which are your personality traits mm -hmm. which are your weaknesses which are your strengths which which are the problem that exists within yourself which is the way you express your emotions uh, which is the way you know you present yourself, then you will clearly, immediately reading the book, understand, well, this is my match. Mm -hmm. And if I try and find somebody who's not my match, immediately you will see in the book who is and who is not your match. So it, it, you don't have to go through methods of divination. You don't have to go to astrology. You don't have to go to any <laughs> other forms of, you know, finding all oh, this... Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm on Aries, I match uh, Leo. No, you don't have to do any of that, you know. Mm -hmm. You understand who you are, and that's simple psychology. Mm -hmm. And who is actually good for you to create, you know, that bond, to create that connection, to make, a, 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 the, make that person the perfect partner. How would you like to be a featured sponsor of this podcast? I'm accepting advertiser inquiries. If you think your product or service is a fit for this audience, go to my website and fill out the contact form. Go to thereareno.niceguys.com forward slash contact. Let's chat. Now back to the podcast. Well, yeah. you, you did say your book is like a guidebook. So if I'm reading it, I can identify my my archetype, the prominent one, as well as any recessive archetypes. And then that can help me understand like how to date, how to attract commitment by choosing the right partners, right? 
Right. So in other words, you find, oh, this is who I am. This is the way I express myself. I find myself in the book. I read the book mm -hmm. and I find myself. And when I find myself, I know immediately who will be the person complimenting me. Mm -hmm. Who is the person that I can uh, um, create that, 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 that great connection? Mm -hmm. Who's going there to support me, to understand me, uh, uh, to create that fulfilling marriage? Who can I uh, be working with, you know, mm -hmm. to... Uh, 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 to build, not to get disappointed and not to invest in something that's going to fall apart because nobody wants to build a house that tomorrow is going to get a, a demolished at the first hurricane, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, uh, and that, that is, is a metaphorical way of expressing something that we all want to build. We want to build a family, want to build a foundation of a good life with somebody. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we've seen, by the way, I make a parenthesis, in the world nowadays, the, the young generation is not um, willing, you know what I mean, to get married anymore. They just want to be in open relationship. The question is, where is this coming from? From the constant disappointment of seeing uh, their their parents uh, not working together, you know, mm -hmm. to, to marriages, too much conflict out there. So... Um, that's why, you know, we live in a world that doesn't really believe as much in the stability of a marriage the way our grandparents, grand-grandparents believe in this, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, and that's why I think that the book can be instrumental in helping people rethink, rethink relationship overall. Well, I think that one of the reasons that so many people stayed in longer marriages in previous generations is a lot of people would just stay stuck and unhappy in their marriages, you know, for a long time, you know, nowadays we, we do have the option for divorce and for moving on with our lives and, and getting into a new relationship. But the other side of that is, is, as you said, there can be all of these people who are afraid to commitment. So it's like they went to the other extreme who are afraid of commitment or who are just moving from relationship to relationship, like serial monogamous, that type of thing. Right, um, right. And it sounds like your book is attempting to, create that balance where it's like you can attract a long-term healthy commitment. You can find that long-term healthy relationship that you want to be in long-term because it's healthy, not because you're trapped. And therefore, and also, you know, I think jumping around from relationship to relationship or being online in a four-year relationship and never meeting the person, I don't necessarily think those are healthy habits either. And, Absolutely. and it sounds like your book is leading us toward finding that um, emotional intimacy, but not just with an other person. I really feel like a lot of ways you talk about finding it within yourself. Absolutely. So with the book comes with defining that commitment is giving yourself to another person. That's mm -hmm. what commitment is. But you cannot give yourself to another person if you are damaged. Then you are not achieving anything. So... It comes with, with uh, showing you what's within you that you need to create in order to attract that particular person, you know, that you want into your life, that ideal situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also um, shows you your, as I said before, your personality traits, mm -hmm. your weakness, your strength. So you need to know this is where I'm weak. This is what I, you know, I need to work on. These are my demons. These are my issues, you know. And in the book clearly shows you by defining specific archetype which one you think you are. Mm -hmm. 
if you are a specific archetype, you know, and you display those characteristics, then you the book the book takes you even deeper into working with your own emotion. In what are the exercises that you need to do to define your dominant emotion? Define mm-hmm. uh, um, the connection and the relationship that that exists into your life from the background of your family, from mm-hmm. your youth. Like we all know that everything goes back in those memories at the beginning of your life. Mm-hmm. Those, those are things that the book teaches you how to work on. Uh, and when you create and define very well your archetype, then the book helps you navigate through your uh, uh, to your match, to, to that person that will be uh, perfectly uh, uh, corresponding to to your needs, to your emotions, to your wishes, to your desire. So, uh, and that's why um, I think the book becomes a manual in guiding people uh, who who they should be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you mentioned before something interesting. You said that people compromise. I had a book before this one in which I talk about different types of relationship. And what we see in the world today is like compromise relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Relationship because they are compromising for way too many years, they're very unhappy. And exactly like you said, they are stuck. Mm-hmm. The, the feeling stuck is like dying slowly emotionally. Yeah. And the more the time goes by, the more unhappy you are in mm-hmm. a place that you feel stuck and you feel miserable. But you stay there because you don't know any better, because you you might share a home or you, you're afraid of your finance or you have kids together. So mm-hmm. a lot of people compromise. I think... As I said before, out of 100 uh, marriages, uh, 75, 70-something will definitely be compromised marriages mm-hmm. uh, in which the people completely agree on, on, on staying together and putting that facade that everything is wonderful in front of the world. But inside them, inside that marriage, everybody's looking for somebody else. Everybody's looking for love. Mm-hmm. And they the people who sign some kind of an agreement like the partnership, like it's a it's becoming a business. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not uh, authentic. It's not the love that we are looking for. Mm-hmm. And in time, those marriages, uh, uh, and we see those a lot mm-hmm. around us, a lot. Even the life of celebrities or politicians and people that they put that facade, but then you find out they are that they are actually cheating on each other. The mm-hmm. reason is that you're looking for love somewhere else. Yeah. You know? In the process of discovering my archetype, and this is something I talk I talk a lot on the show, is just learning to love yourself, date yourself, enjoy being single because it may not last forever. Um, and, and being single can, I mean, when it feels good, when it's fun, being single is great and you kind of want to prolong this feeling. Um, so how do people enjoy being single? How does someone just, you know, open your book, find her archetypes, learn about herself, and meanwhile, use this as a tool to enjoy herself as a person, to enjoy being single, and not necessarily use it as a tool to chase after men? That's a fabulous question. I, <laughs> I, I see this lately a lot. Mm-hmm. I see even a lot of men that they celebrate uh, their life of being single, mm-hmm. that they're very happy. And, and that's one of the reasons, as I mentioned before, we don't see um, in the young generation the desperation of let's get married, let's mm-hmm. build a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go by that pattern behavior that our ancestors used to honor. No, we have to get married when yeah. you are 20 
Oh, you're 30, you're way too old, you know, <laughs> to have kids, you're way too old to get married. Mm-hmm. This is, it's all belief system. It's mm-hmm. all that has been implemented in the society. But the, the new the new belief is that, you know, if, if you're okay with yourself mm-hmm. and you have a wonderful relationship with you, that that's absolutely wonderful. You should celebrate that. And you should be happy uh, on your own as long as that's why women try to provide. Women don't want to be uh, desperate housewives. Mm-hmm. Women want to be uh, independent, want to have a career. We see women becoming vice presidents, presidents of countries, prime mm-hmm. ministers. You know, mm-hmm. we see women in position of power. And I remember being at an event with Hillary Clinton and her mother and Chelsea. And her mother was talking about the fact that she, eight years ago, didn't even have the time, to, or eight, around 80, didn't have the yeah. right to vote yeah. when she was very young. Mm-hmm. And for her to see her own daughter riding for president, that was like in 2008, mm-hmm. uh, when her mother was still alive, she said, that's a, that's an, an incredible thing happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating to see how much we have evolved, women have evolved from the position they were for 2000 years you know mm-hmm. it kept you know aside now women fight for their you know uh, 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 for their selves for their identity talking mm-hmm. about archetypes and finding your own self mm-hmm. so a woman who never found her own identity should not get married because she's going to become like some kind of a slave you know yeah. she's going to she's going to lose herself completely in a relationship with a man that's why it's it's extraordinary nowadays for for women to find out who they really are. What is their capacity to love? What is their capacity to commit? Is that exactly what they want? Not every woman is is necessarily meant to be a mother. Not everybody has those skills of parenting and motherhood, and you know. So those those are things that should always be considered before you throw yourself in in a in a, a marriage to somebody. So. Um, I totally celebrate what you're saying in terms of women finding themselves through the process mm-hmm. of, of rediscovering who they are. And just enjoying being single, just enjoying themselves yes. and enjoying their life. And like you said, enjoying the process. Um, in your book, you talk about three factors that affect our love lives. What are those? Um, well, there are different factors, probably even more than three, but the mm-hmm. number one factor that affects is outside the influences. Oh, yes. Uh, so when, when you listen to what your mother's telling you, when you listen to your best friend saying you better divorce because if she's divorced, she will guide you towards your own separation, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, this is, this is probably... Uh, the number one thing that people should should pay attention, but uh, the the three factors that uh, affect uh, usually relationship are uh, um, the way we communicate, uh, the way we because you know people tend to interrogate. Yeah. We have the wrong <laughs> way of communicating. Mm-hmm. We we bombard our partner. Yes, there's the door after a long day that he spends at his work and we mm-hmm. start throwing things on him and we go on and on and on and on and on about our own frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it is crucial to know how to listen. It's crucial to know how to 
to interact. It's crucial to know how to express yourself. Mm-hmm. It's crucial to know the time of the conversation is equally important as the topic of the conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, always uh, I guide people towards understanding their emotions because if your emotions are, um, you know, well processed, then it's very easy you know, to keep things in check, that it's very easy to communicate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and make sure that you have a serious talk uh, with your partner and listen to what your partner uh, uh, has to has to say. Sometimes he can be vulnerable. Sometimes, uh, you know, he's, he's not prepared for a serious conversation because he probably just got out of work, he's way too stressed. So mm-hmm. find, the, find the right time mm-hmm. when to embark on a serious conversation. Um, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's it's okay to be sensitive. It's okay, but you also have to be impartial. You have to also be loving. So that's communication done in a loving way is essential. Mm-hmm. Another one, as important as um, communication is how to compromise. Mm-hmm. The compromise that I talked before, it yeah. doesn't mean that you're in a compromised relationship. It's then that you compromise relationship uh, from from thing, when things become too complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't compromise at all in any relationship, even a soulmate relationship, a relationship can never survive. Mm-hmm. Compromise means you have to listen to your partner's point of view. Um, your partner probably has something he's going through that you don't know. So you have to have that ability to listen, to understand, and to compromise to a certain situation. Uh, so, in other words, compromise means also some sacrifice that you have to 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 do in terms of making a relationship survive mm-hmm. all the problems that are presented. Then consistency, because what consistency means, uh, commitment is not something that you just uh, decide today and and you you change tomorrow. Yeah. Every day you choose to be committed. Every day you choose to encourage and and support love every day you have to measure the relationship in terms of the quality of the relationship not the quantity but the value evaluating a relationship is two-way street because both partners have to be in in alignment and agreement how they move together in the same direction that's why you need the right partner the partner that resonates with you Mm -hmm. the partner is your match in terms of his personality traits so you need to understand what action will make to, uh, uh, to, to, or will lead to, uh, to the improving the dynamic between you and your partner. So that's why if you feel well, there's something here that doesn't work, then you make the necessary, necessary changes for so your partner will react to you in the correct way. Mm-hmm. It's all about interaction, uh, uh, compromise, and consistency. The three big C's. The mm-hmm. three big C's. Mm-hmm. And the, but it's the four C, because it's all it's like you look at the the letter starting with the same initial. So you have to ask yourself some question for everybody listening. You have to ask yourself right now: Is my relationship evolving, or is my relationship only changing? So you ask yourself: Am I doing the right thing? You know, am I acting the correct way? What emotions are dominating me? Do your exercises that the book talks about to find your dominant emotion. You see that emotion plays a big role in the way you communicate, the way you compromise, in the way you are consistent about everything, and in the way you perceive commitment. Would you like to be a guest on There Are No Nice Guys? Are you a relationship expert or did you write a book? Maybe you have a podcast too. 
Or are you a single woman with a great story to share? Contact me, please, and let's talk about getting you on this podcast. Go to thereareNoNiceGuys.com and fill out the contact form. I want to know your story. Now back to the podcast. I want to wrap up and I want to focus on something you said and, and the final areas of your book. And this really spoke to me. I, I mean, it brought tears to my eyes when I read this. I'm going to quote it. You, you say, quote, commitment starts and ends with you. Your first commitment must be to yourself, for yourself, and by yourself. Dr. Hada, that touches my heart so much. Can you expand on that and, and the importance of, you know, taking ownership of commitment and, and beginning that journey by committing to yourself? Can you talk about that? That's the most uh, powerful, you know, statement that, that the book can make. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you, you vibrated, you resonated. Mm-hmm. The, pow- the power of the fact that at the end of the day, you know, the only person in this life that you spend your life with is yourself. The only person in this life that you cannot escape is yourself. So if you're not committed to you, to, to, to your own self, you know, you'll never be able to commit to anybody else. So you're not going to be able to give yourself to another person. If that first um, big statement about committing to yourself is not perceived the right way. So I feel that everybody listening, and again, I'm referring to the listener, uh, you know, take a, take a deep breath and think, are you committed to you? You know, do you honor yourself? You know, do you love yourself the right way? Do you treat yourself the right way? Or are you depressed and disconnected and anxious and, and, and feel every single day that you're miserable, that you're alone? Never feel those feelings, you know, and celebrate that you have you and make you the priority. If you make you the priority, then everybody else around you will put you on a pedestal and will make you the priority. So that's why this is so powerful. Uh, and uh, it starts with that. And after that, everything flows and everything is easy and everything is natural and authentic and real. But if you know how to put the first stone on, 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 your, on the ground, you know, and sit on that and say, I am proud of me. You know, I'm happy the way I am. Uh, I'm happy the, the way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 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 thinking and acting and, and presenting myself. Uh, and, and always use those words to empower you. I am the architect of my life. I build this foundation. So do that all the time. So this is the way to win. This is the way to create uh, the best relationship with you. And then at the end of the day, has the most. you will have the opportunity to have the most amazing relationship uh, in your life that, that you will bring in as a result of the work you do on your own self. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. Where do people find you, Dr. Hara? They can find me everywhere. I put my name on the internet to see <laughs> me on every social media, including TikTok, where I like to dance. Oh, that's awesome. We can find you on TikTok. Oh, take care of yourself. You know, I'm an example of somebody who was happily married for 27 years. My husband died of cancer. But then after that, I discover myself and I discover how significant it is for me to commit to me, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm doing it. Um, and I'm happy. And for that reason, I take care of me. 
and honor myself and then people can um, uh, read all my articles uh, on almost every magazine <laughs> everywhere I used to write for Huffington Post and uh, Bus Russell and uh, Time Green I mean everywhere mm -hmm. you can see me everywhere you know from uh, from New York Times into uh, um, Daily Mail I write a lot for Daily Mail in England but um and you have a I, website. Uh, you have a website that I will uh, link to. Uh, com is my name, C-R-M-E-N-A-J-R-R-A.com. Uh, they can write me at Carmen Hara very well. Um, they can uh, see me, of course, uh, doing a lot of seminars and uh, work and radio shows. I do two radio shows. Uh, um if, if they go to my site, they can find They can see every TV show I've been on. They can see everything about me. Nice. And we can buy Committed, Finding Love and Loyalty through the Seven Archetypes on Amazon and everywhere you can buy books, correct? Yeah. All that's right. Correct. Well, thank you, Dr. Hada. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for all of your words of wisdom and inspiration. And I love you, and I appreciate the work that you do for all the people out there, empowering all the women, you know, to to commit to themselves first, you know, and to uh, learn this way how to evolve and to to celebrate life itself. Oh, thank you. Break, 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 break.